0: Oh, dear listener welcome to you're wrong so matt what is everybody wrong about today
1: well you're wrong about why your favorite franchise movie franchise sucks what i mean is why did world of warcraft suck why did the last three star wars suck and i can tell you it, they sucked because the storytelling didn't have any real stakes for me they struggled to build Something you cared about, and/or actively work to make the things you care about not matter. In some cases,
0: I don't know. I think there's more to it than that. I agree with you in there, but like, there's more. There's to me, there's a fundamental misunderstanding from some people that ran those like movies based on other franchises. Uh, they they missed under like they didn't didn't understand really what made. The original ones, whatever they were, so loved and so liked, and and they doubled down, like especially in Star Wars, they really doubled down on being really wrong about it. But like, give me your, give me a more detailed like overall explanation of what do you think, and we'll go from there.
1: So a, a great example are the the new series of DC movies they've been trying to make. Um, you know, we'll, we'll extract the Batman's out of this because I think overall the Batman's have worked well. The the third Christopher Nolan one suffered from trying to, to tell too much, um, but but otherwise those movies are very good. I, I think for me I would start with the the Superman movies and and they really struggle with Superman because he, as a character is, almost omnipotent in many ways and, and so the he's way boring he's boring he's boring right the way yeah. they've his, historically shown him and the comic books and in some of the more animated movies is, generally with Superman because he's very powerful and you can't beat him with. Raw strength. You present him with uh, moral quandaries. You outwit him with logic. Those sort of things. You know, Lex Luthor is one of his major uh, villains because he manipulates uh, Spider-Man or Superman. got Spider-Man, wrong genre, <laughs> um, wrong team. Um, but he he manipulates uh, Superman into making hard moral choices, and and so and you know, in the comic books, they give him a power suit, but. But realistically his his main power is that he's he outwits him and he's brilliant and and they waste them in the movies by and i don't think that jesse Eisenberg necessarily sucks as an actor but they basically try to make superman into batman and so they jokerize lex luther and make him sort of a, a crazy zany character and he's not that and so i think that speaks to your point of not understanding why these characters work because they're not trying to make a movie about superman they're trying to make a movie that people will like and so they try to make it like the ones they've already liked which in this case was Batman yeah and, that,
0: that's what I was gonna say yeah they they're like oh Batman worked so well in this dark and greedy form let's do all DC characters Let, let's make DC heroes like superheroes for adults and like no bro it's that that's not no that's not how it works everybody
1: has a dark past and everybody's mom's named Martha That's, that's <laughs> oh it, god
0: bro. did you have to go that, that early <laughs> yes. of course they did I told you this before, I think, right? But that was one of the few situations in my entire life where I almost walked out before the movie was done from the theater. Yeah. Did we see that one together? No, no, no. I I saw that one on my own because Fran hates Batman with a passion. And so she's like, I'm not going to go. And then I came back and I'm like, I'm glad you didn't go because you would have murdered me. (laughs) I mean, Fran has a number of hot takes. I'd love to get around here at one point
1: because I really want to discuss her hot take on the latest Star War, uh, Star Trek movies. Because oh, I don't man. think they're that bad, but yeah, I've be, asked That'd
0: be fun. We should do that.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll work on her. But yeah, I, I think you're right. It's like they really struggle to understand what's going on. And, and, and so it's like it stakes with Superman because you need his characters to be accurate and right because that gives him the stakes and that gives the gravitas to make the movie interesting. And it's the same thing in Star Wars. Star Wars, those three movies really suffer from the fact that there you know there were no stakes and and especially in the last one even when you thought something like was going to happen with consequence they just reversed it like instantaneously and so they waste your time they take an on emotional roller coaster but never commit anything and so you know it's not a fun movie i think i've said this to you before you know if you watch like the oceans movies or or knives out you know Yes, I know that those movies are heist movies, and I sort of know that the, they're going to get away with the heist. But the story, the interest in that story, is that how do they get away with the heist? How do they? What happens to them along the way? And and those Star Wars movies in particular made what happens along, to them along the
0: way pointless because well, nothing nothing was going to happen. Yeah, I haven't watched Knives Out yet, and I intend to. But like the heist, like the Ocean, the Ocean's Eleven movies, and even Ocean's Eight. Uh, that i heard people talking shit about it i actually thought it was a lot of fun uh that movie but um yeah you you're not you're not interested there's no real uh mystery as to whether they're gonna pull off the heist or not is the journey right and the characters taking you on the journey that's what's fun about that and i think we talked about this a little bit in the uh forbidden episode uh about about star wars um and I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, um, don't talk about it. Yeah. I mean it is forbidden. But um I think like the Star Wars, like the, the, the sequels, the, the last three movies, they they are they pile on their their sins because one they try to retell the same story with different characters. The same story, like seven and, and four are the same movie, basically. And and there's nothing really like there's like a sprinkling of, oh, look, the Millennium Falcon, blah, blah, blah. But like there's no real not anything new. So that's the first thing that I think those movies missed in in the 70s when the first movies came out. They were fresh. They were new. they were a new take, a new idea. Everything was new. And a lot of it works because it is a new thing. A lot of it works because it is not has not been done before. And they lose completely, like they completely miss the mark on that. That's the first thing. Yeah. And then on top of it, they give you three new characters, which I, when I first saw the first trailers, obviously I was, I, the moment they said it was going to be a seventh movie, I know I was going to go watch it because I'm a bitch. Yeah. And that's, it, that's of course. it. But I was super happy to see that the main, like the lead character, the main, because there's always, there's three of them anyway, but the main character, the Luke character, which is my favorite, was going to be a woman. I, I thought that was a good idea. And I liked that they put John Boyega there and said, okay, hey, let's put a person of color into this because it's, this is not earth, right? We, sh- we should have more representation all around. And-, yeah, and,
1: and, and to your point, like the trailer made like their characters interesting, right? Like it was, yes, you know, you've got one guy who is a pilot like Han Solo, but that's okay. Like that, that character, is, that, that's a, a standard archetype in, in sci-fi. But yeah. then we have another character who has an origin where she doesn't know who her parents are. And we have another character who's like I can't if they showed that he was an like ex stormtrooper, Yeah, right? it, it like, shows that.
0: him taking off his helmet. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's <clears throat> and that's really that's like, like, oh wow, we're gonna get to figure out like, we're gonna learn about stormtroopers. That's cool.
0: Yeah, so all of that was cool, and they completely like spoiled all of those ideas. Like Paul Dameron to me was always the least favorite character in there just yep. like and i know people are gonna give me flack for this i don't give a shit i like Hun Soul is not that nothing special for me like, don't, you don't love a, a good bad boy i do but like he's just one among many i it's not that like i don't like him but he's not my favorite i know a lot of people's favorite character in in the, the original trilogy is Hunt, sounds and like I, you got burned by a bad boy and you're bitter maybe no i just like i just like the hero no, I yeah. just like dead eyes. Let me honest. I just like laser swords. Anyway, you actually want to follow the hero in the story. Shocker, right? Right. Yeah. Anyway, so I yeah, was, sorry. I was, yeah. I was super happy about those choices. And like you said, the trailers made them seem interesting. It made you go, Oh, and, and, it, and it's like the trailer didn't even tell you everything, which is also something that happens a lot nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. I got to get those nerds into the fucking theater. Otherwise, you know what I mean? And so that
1: Terminator Genesis podcast. Hey, here's
0: the big reveal fuck up guys i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. see that movie. yeah and so they made the trailer made the characters <clears throat> seem interesting the trailer did not tell us everything and we went to see it and it was like that's we were that's not what we were sold right and and then you know for all of the faults that that movie has Ryan Johnson tried something different they tried to double down on yeah who ray is is not important sorry how
1: what did you like not that i love rating scales but just for context for our our listeners on a scale of one to ten what you think of of seven
0: uh it's like a six
1: okay yeah Yeah. just okay just because it'll help us in our comparisons going along because most
0: people didn't hate that movie yeah Uh i didn't hate that movie i didn't love it but and then you know ryan johnson tried a bunch of new stuff some of it worked some of it didn't work like i I really hated the way he treated luke but he did try some new stuff Right? Yeah, I, also, Which,
1: I also hated the, the space convoy and the stupid space GPS.
0: Oh god okay, no, let's not this, <laughs> okay, this that's what we, we need Star yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yes. Um, but like I um and fucking hi- okay, no, I'm not gonna go into it. We're gonna talk about hyper jumping. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. um or hyper space jumping, sorry. But like so he tried something new. So to me that shows a little bit of him saying, okay it's clear that people don't want to see the same story all over again. So let's try something new. I thought that that was an interesting or like it was a a wise thing to notice. Yeah, people want something new, right? Um, But both movies, and I'll talk about nine briefly in a second, but like both movies suffered from another problem, which is having that huge shadow that the three main characters from the original trilogy cast. So you're trying to tell me a story about three new characters, but you're not giving me anything to like them for and root for them for. When you have all of these other things, you know, like they, they're overshadowing the main characters really. Right.
1: I'd like, you have story scope creep, basically. Yeah. And character creep. I've never heard of character creep before, but yeah, that's a, that, that phrase on this podcast, character creep.
0: Yeah. I mean, game of Thrones has character creep too, but that's okay. Like, they at least kill off a whole bunch of them, so yeah. And so, and the anime slash manga Bleach also has that problem. That's another topic for another day. Yeah. But then Nine rolls in, and they and Nine does something that I think the other movies did not do as much, which is not only does it ruin its own like trilogy, like it goes back on stuff that this, the eighth movie did, and it's like, no, actually, by the way, and this is spoiler, whatever. But but actually, it's not that Ray's parents were important. It's her grandfather. Ooh, she's a palpatine. Like that's that to me. That's just a miss. And I've I've said this to you before because I read it somewhere, and someone said that the ninth movie's plot points were like basically. Let's go into Reddit and see what the top twenty oh, yeah. most angry people have said that they didn't like about the other two, yeah. and let's do what they say.
1: Like, do you think that's a lack of vision?
0: lot so like of
1: Yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest, like, well, I think I think it's a, a bit of both, right? It's like, it's you know, it's the it's the decision to stick to the story you want to tell and not let the audience define the story, which I think is yeah, it, like a big problem. It's the same thing with with, you know, when it when it comes to, um, like Justice League and and Batman and and Superman, it's like they tell a story. And they stick to it, but they shouldn't have. And so then,
0: (laughs) yes. So so then they
1: they do badly in the box office, and now they instead of going back and figuring out what people want them to do, no, it's uh, something. Yeah, you start looking around for like, oh, why was this bad? Oh, it's because it's because of this thing. Okay, well, the fans want this, and it's like as soon as you start chasing fans, you you lose a
0: whole bunch more. Yeah, because you should, like, yes, you, you're making something for other people to see, but you have to have a, a cohesive idea. People should be coming in to see the things you want to show them, not to see the things they told you they want to see. Like, if everybody was, was that good at storytelling, we'd have a lot more, you know, writers and directors and other stuff, right? But just to cap what I was saying about Star Wars, and so not only does the ninth movie un, undo, undoes, English is hard, uh, what the other two movies had done, but it also ruined, you know, the stakes and the in the gravitas of the first three movies, right? So like, oh, you know, there's the whole arc of you know, Darth Vader's in you know, Anakin's redemption of, you know, I'm not gonna kill my son. You're not gonna. I'm gonna defend my son. I'm gonna come around from the dark side back into the the, the, the light side for my son. And so he sacrifices himself to throw what is possibly was possibly, at least at the time, the most powerful Force user ever, which was mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine, right? He sacrifices himself to kill him. To toss him into the, the the like a pit that, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the, the reactor pit on, on the ship they were in or, or the station uh, they were in. Yes. It's it, been a while it, since I've seen Return of the it Jedi. It exploded
1: when he hit the bottom.
0: Yeah. And so the ninth move is like, a, just kidding, he's back. So all of that... That whole arc was useless. His whole Darth Vader's um, redemption arc and 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 sacrifice was completely useless because of that. So that goes back to just going back to talking about general things and not just Star Wars because we could be here for three hours. But like, it's it's a fundamental misunderstanding of of why the original ones were so beloved, and what made them, like, what made people keep coming back to it. Right, oh, let's just give them again what we gave them originally. That's no, it's, it's not what we want, right? And in the power creep of like uh, every every you know, Star Destroyer now has a has a planet killer dick under it. That, like what? <laughs> Come on. Anyway, that's. I'm done. With, I'm done. I'm done talking about Star Wars. I'm sorry. The last thing <laughs> I want to say about Star Wars and
1: it's three seconds. It's you saw what they could do. If they got away from having to please fans and got to tell the story they wanted to in in the Mandalorian, and and, and, and so, Rogue One really, and it, Rogue One's pretty good too. Like I think yeah, they, they are capable of telling good stories in Star Wars if they do what they if they set out a vision, they have people who are smart and stick to their guns. And yeah, and we were just, so if we were to span this off into other stories, you know, uh, one that I think you and I care about a lot personally was the the World of Warcraft movie. Yeah, um, and and I was hyped for it for a long time. Um uh, I it was problematic from the start. I think again I would say it's maybe a five out of
0: ten, maybe a four out of ten. Really? I like that movie. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna use the coverage the rating here. No, I'm not. It's actually to me it's like a seven and a half, almost yeah. eight, really. So so here's why I okay, so I'll give it instead of
1: saying five or four, I will say that for me personally, I would say it's a six but I see why no one in the regular populace didn't like it because yeah, for sure. For sure. It was, it's a hard concept to try to tell a movie where you have humans and orcs and neither of them are the bad guy, but they're kind of the bad guy. So you're trying to tell so many pieces of the story layered on top of itself. You're trying to tell why they're fighting each other, but the real bad guy are the demons and they've got control of this one bad guy, but the other guys aren't so bad. And it's like, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, oh, this is gonna be another bad one. Green Lantern. It's the same problem Green Lantern has. Green I Lantern haven't watched tries, that one yet. Green Lantern tries to involve parallax, which is kind of one of the big, big villains mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. Green Lantern. But they also bring in, oh God, like the Brainiac. It's not Brainiac. It's a, I have to look his name up, but one of the characters who basically has a, an accident and becomes really super smart oh i know what i know what you're talking about oh. and so it's like we don't need two villains we don't need parallax which a space villain that is really not sure what his powers are we're trying to learn what green lantern does because his power is not obvious it's it's confusing a bit yeah. and so they brought in two villains not just one and they're teaching you about how green lantern's power work and they're teaching you about the green lantern core and and they try to tell way too much in that space and, and i think that's exactly what world of warcraft suffers from it shows it does a great job of showing world of warcraft but it's trying to tell you about the orcs not being evil right outright it's trying to tell you about the humans and the suffering they're going through it's trying to t- tell you about you know goldane it, it, and and there's just so much going on they picked a very hard story to start with to explain everything and yep. the curve they needed to pick something simpler and i think that's why everybody talks about telling the arthur story because the arthur story is a nice simple story right it's the it's the yep.
0: hero's fall Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that would have made a lot more sense. And they also, like... So, to me, the reason I gave it such a high rating is because I am a fanboy, right? I love that lore. I love the the, the whole thing. And that movie was made for guys like me, for people that already know about Warcraft and just wanted to see it in the big screen. That's it. Yeah. Because if you don't know anything about warcraft at all you you came out of that movie with no idea of what happened right Yeah. No. and so like you said they pick like picking doing lathar's story it is convoluted even for people that like play if you go into well now it's not as much but you know when mark when wow was really like the big thing that almost everybody played and blah 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 and you hear people saying like you know henry cavill almost missed the call to be superman uh because he was playing he was raiding on world of warcraft yeah. and and that kind of stuff so that's kind that of, it was like a lot of people were into it right and even those people not everybody's a lord nerd like i am but even like if you if you explain something like you know the art the story like you said or even illidan story which is kind of convoluted too people go okay i can see that happening like if you know a little bit about the the, the environment but well, wait a minute he was a thing that then he was not and then he yeah But then he went back to that other place, and then they had to put the stupid romance with Dorona, which is why. That makes no sense. That is when they start to treat their audience.
1: Like idiots. Yeah, it's kind of like idiots. And and you're right. My biggest complaint with all of that is the story shouldn't be explaining the world. The story should be in the world that impacts the world and you figure out the world as you go along. Knowing yeah. that orcs and humans aren't specifically fighting each other or are fighting each other or whatever should be secondary to the story. And that's why if you pick Arthas, then you know Arthas is the bad guy. Or you pick Illidan and you know Illidan's the bad guy. You pick someone you can label as the bad guy so everybody understands and then in those scenarios you can have the humans and orcs joining up and you know maybe one of them backstabs them. It's very easy to tell that story. So you show how they're not they don't trust each other. You Don't have to like explain every detail, yeah, because then you waste too much time.
0: And that movie was pandering a lot to like that. That was the, the scene where they're riding towards Stormwind, I think it is, or or Lord oh, yeah, and to, they you show the more the Morlock, yeah, yeah. Like, why? Like, I yeah, was I guess, like, yes, but it's stupid, right? Well, <laughs> it's
1: it. that's a fine line, right? And I think if, if we kind of drag it back to my overall point, it, it still follows the same challenging characteristics that. That those other movies do, in the sense that you you don't understand the material, and so you make a convoluted story without stakes, and the stakes don't exist because you don't know what's important. You're not you're not attached to any character. There's like 17 of them, and you're like, uh, is that guy the hero? Is that guy the hero? Yeah. Are those two orcs the heroes. Um, what's happening here? Like even even at the end, when I guess the end of the movies when they all escape through the the portal, but it's like. Wait, what? Why? That's it? Like,
0: yeah, we're done here. And, and we know why because we know the story. But then, if you don't know the story, and, and the movie can't rely on people knowing the backstory first, it's like, wait, what? What? It's like it's yeah. almost anticlimactic, really. It is.
1: Yeah. It's like it was really expecting to have more movies to tell a story, and that's that's another Hollywood problem that I don't think covers in here. But the idea that I have to tell you three stories, so the first one has to layer into the next two, like. Yeah, maybe maybe tell me a good first story, and I'll see if I care.
0: Yeah, like it's okay to have more story, but and that's a pitfall too. Where people, you know, the, the movie makers and, and show makers, they like okay, either we tell one cohesive story right now, and then it makes success. It's like make, su- make success. This is me translating from Portuguese. Doing a great they're, job. They're bud. successful, and now I have to shoehorn in a, a sequel that is not going to make any sense. But that's not true. Like, look at Terminator. The first movie is is good. is not yep. as good as the second one. No, but but if you if you're a good storyteller, you figure out something else. If you build an an interesting world, and you tell a concise story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, you just use the word the world again to tell another story. It doesn't have to be a sequel in the sense that if it's all oh, the same characters and whatnot, right? But but a lot of movies suffer from that, like the Matrix. The first movie is. Close, the closest thing to perfect, I think, that a movie gets to, right? It's it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It leaves it open ended to, to the extent that it's like, oh, well, you know, other things can happen. And yeah. then when they when they did it, reloaded and and rewinded or whatever the third movie is, um, right. yeah, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like. They they're like again even even on their own franchise the Wachowski sisters back then it wasn't they were brothers but you know they they they, they had not transitioned. but like they were like oh this is why they liked our stuff it's bullet time no it's not like it's cool but we like the story that you told and the alleg- the allegories you built and the you know with with the real world and the situation. How you know how things were back in like late nineties, early two thousands, and to some extent, are still like that now. And we liked that it's a different sort of allegory that we're used to seeing. It's not you know superheroes and that kind of stuff. It's just people fighting the system that was shoved down their throats. Blah 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 blah. I can go into the Matrix as well for another three hours, but they seem to have missed what we really liked about the movie, and then they just gave the, us that discount. Like, Dragon Ball Z fight thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is it is such a challenge for people
1: with stories and movies to, to try to tell you something the first time, and then to not try to tell you something the next time that is, like, amped up to, like, 2,000, right? Yeah. It's like, I showed you the first movie, and there was just two bosses, or, like, one evil guy, one boss, and... And in the case of The Matrix, it's like he finally figured out how to control The Matrix and he's able to defeat all the Andersons and such. Yeah. Cool. We got it. The world still exists, so you can definitely come back to it and tell us more stories. And they had a the little send-off like he was going to do more, which, you know, fine, whatever. But but then when you come back, it's like, well, how did we outdo ourselves in the first time? And it doesn't necessarily mean the plot has to be extremely convoluted and there has to be like all these secret things and stuff going on um, to, to amp up the... The excitement or the, you know, we're not, I don't, I don't know if it's, we're dumb or we need just more explosions. Like you can amp it up, but not do it in a convoluted way. More bosses doesn't mean more action or more amping. Or yeah, power creep,
0: like right? Yeah. It's like power creep as well. Like Okay. Now Neo fought one agent and it was impossible and he did. Wow. That's amazing. Now he's going to fight, you know, a billion agent Smiths. Yeah, because again, going back to what I was saying about uh, Star Wars, it's just okay. So his journey of discovering how powerful he was and being able to fight a single agent now is useless, because look at these stakes are so much higher. The, the stakes in the first movie make yeah. no sense anymore, right? Yeah. So, so and and it, and it's a weird thing I find um, with. All of these franchises that we made, mostly like the DC one, like the DC movies and then Star Wars, where they managed to put like world shaking events happening and still make us not care about the stakes. Like that's that's some sort of a, an accomplishment just there. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, to your point, not to always go back to Star Wars, but in you know, in the the first Star Wars movie, the original New Hope blowing up a planet was a huge deal you yeah know? it's like oh my god the blue planet that's insane and then you know like building another death star was like yeah i guess i get it like it wasn't the worst idea and i'm talking about um return of the jedi i'm not talking about force awakens um right but but then when you have it again the third time it's just like do you want just to be? It, yeah it's like don't you know any other way to amp up the stakes like destroying planets isn't the only way to make to make stakes happen. You're just, you don't have to make the stakes like the fate of the universe is at hand. I think that's one of the things the Marvel movies do really well is not everything in the Marvel universe is the world's going to get destroyed. Right. You yeah. Know, you, you think of like, you know, Captain America chasing around uh, the winter soldier. It's like, it's not that the world's going to end so much as he's trying to help his friend who is a, you know, potentially is a murder um, assassin <laughs> or whatever. Um, but the stakes in that one are, there's that low level stake, and the high level stake is Hydra isn't, you know. Spoilers, everybody, if you haven't seen these movies, you probably aren't listening to this anyway. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are some stakes there that make it seem like there's bigger things are afoot, but it's not like Hydra plans on destroying the universe. Hydra's just taking over the government. And so it's not, it's big, but it's not like someone's going to destroy the Earth like, you know, Thanos does. And that's okay to do it once, but they build up to that to make it have the, the, the gravitas.
0: Yeah, like th- there's and and this is not to say that there aren't bad Marvel movies because there are a few of them at least for me. But but in in they're they're usually bad as well because they bank on the wrong thing or yeah. like they were just like too sure of themselves. Like I don't I don't know what the like the reasoning was behind Iron Man 2 or 3 to be honest. Yeah. There, and they get some other shit wrong, like even on Endgame, which is, I love that movie. And, and Sorry,
1: just for clarifications, which Spider-Man 2 and 3?
0: I mean, Iron Man. Did I say Spider-Man?
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Jesus.
0: Okay, Iron Man. Okay, good. That's fine. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, you
1: may have said Iron Man. I didn't quite hear it, so let's just be
0: clear. Iron, yeah. Man, Iron Man. Iron Man 2 and 3, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's like those movies did not really necessarily have to exist a whole lot without like we, we wouldn't have missed much of the story without them. And honestly, yeah. the same thing with the first Captain America movie. I did not like it that much. I like, there's some bits and pieces of it that I like, but like it's really slow and really boring, really. Yeah. The
1: pacing until he gets to be Captain America.
0: Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. And and the, f- the first Thor movie as well is weird. I don't uh, remember now.
1: The second one's the one that kind of sucks.
0: The dark world, dark world, yeah, yeah, Yeah. anyway. So, they they all they obviously got some stuff wrong, but you can see that they 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 like correct the course correct themselves quite a lot, yeah, right? Like, if you look at Tor Ragnarok, this is just a fun movie, right? So, but I think it is it comes from having someone who understands why those things are loved and 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 you know liked and people why people care so much yeah. about things right and,
1: and and why it failed you know that's the one thing they yeah. did was they understood you know why thor the second movie wasn't as well received as as the third one and i think part of it was you know the movie started to become very similar and the same and so that's that's one of the best things Taika orkidi did was he sort of reimagined thor into being more of that cosmic hero he was in the comics and not just a guy from a different world
0: yeah that's a good point yeah it's it the third movie has a much more like thor feel to it than the other two yeah yeah so but but yeah i think that there's a lot of of of, and i don't know how much of this these problems are the people that are actually making the movies and how much of it is kind of shoved down their throats by the money people there's there's also that to to be you know like for example um I was talking about end game and how it gets some, some things wrong. And we were talking yeah. about this the other day, you know, it's the super hero women brigade. Like that's not why when, when people say yeah. we want to see more women is that we don't want to see them all together being, you know, girlfriends to each other. We just want to see them in the same footing with the guys. Like,
1: yeah, it's that idea that's like, Hey, look, all the girls are doing stuff is very disingenuous and completely yeah. Mark. Right. Yeah. It could have, they could have all worked together to do something, but you didn't have to like fucking shine ten thousand lights on it to be like, "See, women matter too." It's just like, no, just make them matter in a way that's like the same way that guys matter. You don't fucking have a all the boys stop to pose and be like, "Boy power." They just go about doing their business.
0: Yeah, and, and like, oh look, even Pepper Potts is helping with this weird ass kind of like suit. as well. I know. And whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a minor, a minor at least for me. It is a minor thing in in that movie but but i and and then but then you go to and again you go to justice league right the movie and they were like oh the marvel movies are making are being successful are making money because they're funny let's make this one funny the, no i mean
1: what but it's like <laughs> the problem is is they didn't understand that we don't need darkness all the time and so they just try to take the keep the, all the darkness and then add in the comedy. And it's just like, well, that doesn't work either. That's just like, you really shouldn't be laughing at making jokes at this point. Like if you're trying to make this a darkly serious movie, you can't just joke about it. It's now, Now it's like, are these guys taking it seriously? Are they doing what they should be doing? Like what's happening right now?
0: Yeah. And, and and so it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's not the right tone for the right place in the movie. Yeah. And And I think that's,
1: sorry just to, just to wrap it together I think that's that's my other big beef is and I think you said it is like not knowing not knowing who your characters are means you start you do things that people ask for not understanding what they're asking for right I don't I don't it's not like I want jokes in the movie like I don't just need like some sarcastic comments from from a guy like you need to have you need to have a character that whose job is comic relief or like to, to break the tension. Right. And they're just like, I mean, they kind of got it with flash, but they didn't quite get it. But they got it with
0: Aquaman too. Cause he does the yeah. same
1: thing. And, and I know, so it's like, I just, to the, back to the sort of the original points, cause I know we like to, to drift massively. Now we do Oh, okay, good. Um, <laughs> is, is that it all ties into, not trusting themselves with the story it's not even that they they just want to make money and they don't know how to tell a good story and so yeah they (laughs) fall back on on the things people say they want because they know people want them but i don't know if they actually know how many people want them i really don't know if hollywood knows that you can't just ask like two people about something and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's everybody thinks that. Or like the, the vocal majority or minority, I would say on the internet, it's like, yeah, Batman's got to do this. And then you put it in the game and it's or into the movie. And it's like, most of us don't care about that guys. Like, why'd you put that there?
0: And, and it's, it's funny because I think there are some, some parts of the, all of the DC movies uh, that I've seen they all have some, like, you can see an inkling of an idea there that is an interesting take. Like, for example, Man of Steel, right? Um, where he, like, you know, um, Zod keeps, you know, te- like, like poking him, you know, let loose, let loose, that kind of stuff. that That is an interesting aspect. Like you said, Soups is really next to omnipotent. And, 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 you know. So how does he... Uh, hold it back, and why, and and what does that do to him? That is, those are all interesting. That's uh there's an anima- uh, an episode of the animated series that I believe does this in a very good way. When he's finally like Dark Side is finally invading, and he's like, like Supes is like, I- I'm done with this. This is, I'm gonna just dish it all out. And he has this nice world of cardboard speech, as they call it on TV tropes, which is very good. But it's basically going like, you know what? I have to constantly be on my guard, but you can take it, can't you? So let me show you exactly how powerful I really am. And it just proceeds to fucking dismantle like Dark Side, like every which way, right? And and I think that that's a much better understanding, a much better like um, implementation of, you know, Superman has his he. Everybody knows Kryptonite. You
1: mean General Zod, not Dark Side.
0: It was Dark Side, no? And the first one it
1: was General Zod. No, 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 no,
0: no, in the animation. Oh, okay, sorry, 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 yeah, no, in no, the animation. And when when he when he lets lose, uh, he he says like you can take it, right? And then he just lets lose on him. But like I think that's a much better implementation than than you know with Zod, because, mo- like most the most the thing that he does the most is just punch him through buildings and put people in danger, right? And and so that sort of disconnect, and it's understandable where it goes to on the on the on the on Batman versus Superman, with like people are being mistrusting of him. It makes sense. Yeah. To say, this guy, if this guy flips a switch in his head and it goes mental, we're all destroyed, right? But but they didn't. I don't think they did a good enough job exploring that side, which I think is an interesting side of him. Yeah. Right. And. And uh, at times they're like really flip floppy about powers as well. It's like, can Wonder Woman go toe to toe with Superman? Uh, in theory, yeah. In the comics, I know she can. Yeah, but it's not really clear on the movies, and and they no. flip flop back and forth. Yeah, I, I
1: I think you raise a great point about about Superman in the movie. One of the one of the very interesting things about the movie is that I. I didn't hate the idea that he had to kill General Zod to stop. Him. I thought that could have been a very interesting yeah. conversation of, okay, he had to kill somebody, he doesn't want to be that guy. So how does that make him feel? How does that impact him? But but again, it feels like I don't know if it's cuz they were trying to force a a second movie, but like they missed the mark on so many of the other pieces on that in terms of, you know, him destroying the world to stop these guys. Making that a big thing because Batman was mad about because he killed some people that work for him. It's just like, it's like you're forcing this, yeah, rivalry so you can justify justify the movie. But and yeah, DC it just pisses me off so much because there are so many animated
0: movies that do all this stuff very well, Mm -hmm. and it seems like they just disregard all. Yeah, because they want to make it for adults. I told you, it's this is what it is. It has to be you know, blue-washed and, and dark and rainy and, you know, when that's not, like, for Batman, sure, that works really well, right? But, not like, look at how colorful all of the other heroes are, right? Yeah. Even DC Titans does this thing where I was watching it on Netflix, and they, they also, and this is not a movie, but it, it's the same sort of deal, where they also miss the mark on a lot of the things that work. And, in, and you know, like... There's a there's a misunderstanding as well of uh, like what makes what makes a movie good. Why it makes it it doesn't it doesn't have to be intelligent to be good. So hey, um, I just want to take
1: you know just interrupt you here because we're kind of getting near the end of this. But why don't we spend a little time explaining what makes a movie good? Because I think we've thoroughly explained why these movies suck, and it comes down to a lack of storytelling, a lack of vetted story being forced to do sequels or not knowing your characters. I think they all kind of flow into the same thing, but what are some things that good movies are going to do and how these, these movies can be better in the future?
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I, uh, so as I was saying, like, it doesn't, a lot of people think, Oh, you know, it has to be this really convoluted story or super like brainy. It doesn't, there are plenty of movies that are dumb as shit and they're funny as hell. and, And we, we thoroughly enjoyed them, right? Like Fast and Furious and, and The Expendables. They're not smart movies. It's just fun. So I think I think the first thing is entertainment to me, right? Is this entertaining in, in any way? But, but if you're going to go try to tell the story, and this is the same with the book, really, but if you're going to try to tell a story, I think a lot of it is don't immediately think that your audience are idiots, which a lot of these movies do. Right, so they have to belabor a point for m- like minutes, it seems, or hours, even though the movie is not not hours, just to make sure that we get the premise. So, like, it's not. Don't assume that I'm not gonna get your super contrived premise. Just make it not contrived yep. and explain it better with actions and with scenes instead of having some random guy with glasses and a and, and a pocket protector explain it to me.
1: Yeah. I, I, On to that point, I think you have to explain it just enough, right? Like, you don't have to to make sure I understand every little intricate part of it. It's like, explain it to me so I understand it enough. And and so I can be like, yeah, okay, that's what the story is doing.
0: Yeah. Another thing is establish the stakes, whatever they are. If they're world-shattering, sure. If they're just a personal story, sure. And stick with it. Yeah. Right? A lot of these movies escalate. Where you think oh this is just like not all of them do right but a lot of them is like oh this is this just this thing and now it's this bigger thing and now it's the whole world and now it's the whole universe and then you go okay where is it going to stop and why why did you make me care about the small thing if if it was building up to be this huge thing so that that to me is another thing and and i i think this is more of a personal thing for me than it is going to be for a lot of people but like just give me good characters Characters that I can care for and, and relate to in some way, right? Even if caring for them is hating them, right? It, it just make give me a Joffrey, right? It's just a good villain. I hated the guy, right? Yeah. But that 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 it, he did his job well, right? And and so that's that's kind of the thing that I, I think a lot of these movies miss. Like, do you care for the, the shit that happened, like with Steppenwolf? Nobody cares. The, people don't even remember he was in the fucking movie. No. So much so that Zack
1: Snyder's redoing it now with HBO money, and like they've already bring Dark Seed into it in a more meaningful way. Uh, because <sighs> Stefan Wolf is a pointless character. Yeah. I mean, that whole movie was pointless because there were no stakes, right? It's like all oh, these little weird bug people are trying to take over the world, and Stephen Wolf's here, but <laughs> yeah. you don't know who he is. You've never heard of him. He doesn't even make sense as a um, as a villain. Um, and it's like he doesn't make. It's not that he doesn't make sense. Like you don't need to know who Stephen Wolf is as a character, but yep. his presence in the story is like it, it, the mother boxes was an extra layer that just was unnecessarily complicated.
0: Yeah. And also it's like, oh, oh my God, he's so dangerous. It's, it's a, a very bad failed case of show. Don't tell. Yes. It's like, oh, you should be careful of him because he's dangerous. Like then show it to me. Right. And, and another thing, just as, as a, as a kind of a callback to something you said before, you know, they were forcing that rivalry between Superman and Batman because, the original comic that pitched them against each other was so successful. So they wanted that success to translate, but they again misunderstood why that was such a thing, right? There, there was the whole build-up of them having known each other for years. And suddenly Batman has this dossier on everybody and how to kind of disable that's sort of a betrayal. So like they misunderstood all of that. Yes. Let's just put these two characters together or, or against each other and, and people will love it. Right. Yeah. That's, so that goes back to understand what you're working with. If it this is why, and recently it's been uh, sort of a, a pandemic hint hint of this happening, uh, ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> where there's very few new IPs, right? It's always rebooting this or. Um, Sequeling that or prequeling that other thing, and, and... Yeah, you're right,
1: we're getting a do in a movie again. Uh, we had the sequel to um, Blade Runner. Um, yeah, you know, or finding we're finding a lot, a lot of those teen movie franchises. After The Hunger Games did well, all right, we're gonna do the all the different ones. Yeah, I can't even remember all the stupid names of them, but like The Divergent, they didn't even finish the third movie as an example, or The Maze Runner. Right, it's like we're just desperate for IPs.
0: Yeah. And and I think a lot of the problems come from not understanding them. So if you write your own thing, then it's your story. You know, hopefully, you know, the Matrix notwithstanding with the last two movies, but like, you know, your characters, you know, your story, you know, your world, your setting, and you can build on it. Right. And even if it fails or if it's not as good, at least you're like, okay, this is my idea. I'm presenting my idea forward. And this idea was successful. Yeah, well, they can misunderstand why it was successful too. But at least it's it's like, okay, I'm building this. This is mine. I will I will drive it in the way that I feel it should be driven. But if you pick someone else's IP, right? I think it, it's it usually doesn't. Sorry, I just to interrupt you. Like I, I think it it usually you
1: know why are an IP successful if it's if it's a franchise, right? If it's a if it's a one off movie like The Martian as an example, you might not know. But you know, making the Harry Potter's movies or like you know making stuff off of Dresden Files, for example, it's like the guy has written so many books about Dresden that he knows his core audience. So yeah, so you shouldn't really be messing up for the core audience. Even Star Wars, like you would have thought Star Wars has so much content. And you thought you would have known why people like Star Wars. You I can't even it, explain that one. But.
0: And it's weird because like Disney themselves did you know Rogue One, which is a good movie, probably the yeah. best one of these new ones, right? And the Mandalorian. And what do those two have in common? They're new stories with new characters, right? Or like they're like Rogue One is really an interlude story, right? But it 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 drives one from one bit of the story to the other. But they're all new things. They're just bringing new things. We, wanna, we don't wanna see a new hope again. I'll just go back and watch a new hope. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or, or if you really want to probably have your building set on fire but if you really want to do it then remake the original ones right call it what it is yeah it would have made a little more sense to just
1: remake A New Hope than to do that movie I think people would set oh, they, were, they were freaked out there. yeah <laughs> yeah they would have definitely freaked out for sure you know I think I think you're right I think if if you take the time to understand what what people love about your story but also take time to tell a small enough piece of it that makes sense that you can articulate in your movie frame. That's important, you know. A um, great example is the Dark Tower, right? Like, I yeah. the Dark Tower movie was like they tried to roll how many books into one movie?
0: Seven or eight, right? Seven, I or eight. I haven't read them and I haven't seen the movie, but I hear it's a it's just a dumpster fire in July.
1: Yeah, like they added seven or eight different stories books into the same story because they wanted to turn it into a tv series afterwards and it's like why did you need to do this like just make like a tv series yeah or yeah or t- tell it just do a tv series or tell the first book you know tell tell the first i shouldn't say the first book because the lord of the rings is a great example of movies that actually did a good job by breaking up the movies based on the like the books and the movies don't match up right yeah um, and i think you have to just tell a story that makes sense pick a part of the story that makes sense, that's easy for people to digest, especially when it's a new story, that explains your world, and then you can get into more complicated things as you go forward.
0: And the Lord of the Rings, like Peter Jackson cut a bunch of, like, complete, completely removed certain parts of it, right? There's no Tom Bombadil, for example, which is a good decision. Yes. Right. It's not that I don't like the, the, that part of the story, it's just it would have been so silly on the screen.
1: Yeah, I mean, he made up for it by slamming a whole bunch
0: of nonsense into The Hobbit, but whatever. So, okay, but that's the problem. The problem with The Hobbit is the opposite. It's trying to stretch a, a small story into too many movies. Yeah, that's yeah. a
1: greed thing, not a, a bad storytelling thing. Yeah. Although it is a bad storytelling thing.
0: Yeah, it was, it was not because he didn't know how to do it, because he clearly knew, you know, if you're looking yeah. at, the, at, at that. But yeah, it was like, let's make more money. So I'm sure that plays a lot into it, too. Right. Oh, we have to put this particular villain or this particular side hero in this movie because then we're going to be able to sell uh, toys, yeah. right? I mean, that, that's that's what the Matrix, second Matrix suffered a lot from was we didn't...
1: Agent Smith was done with. We did not need him back. But yeah. because everybody liked the character, they felt like they had to bring him back. And that was such a mistake.
0: Yeah. This, you know, props and... You know, blame Go To Hugo Weaving for doing a fantastic job with that character. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, can, I honestly, out of all the ca- characters that come back, like he's a computer program. He can come back. We're, just make it, make it in a way that makes sense, not just shoehorn him, him in just because it's going to make more money. Right. Unlike Palpatine, who yes coming back just ruins, you know, three movies. <laughs> it's, ah, I'm not going to get started with it again. It's okay. I've talked bit enough about Star Wars yeah.
1: here. It's Just because you're bringing back a character doesn't mean he has to come back at the same level of importance that he was not before. Like, that, yes. bring back Asian Smith for a cameo and be like, "Ah, oh, I remember this guy. You liked him. But the Emperor is just like, hey, remember how I was the big bad guy? Well, I'm still the big bad guy. Like, how do you ever tell a story in the Star Wars universe again? Like, yeah. if everything revolves around the Skywalkers and everything was just the Emperor being evil all the time no matter what went wrong.
0: And having having plans that lasted over his death, and then he came back to like that's all. So, all of that is so insane.
1: Yeah, okay. it's uh, again. We're not gonna. We're struggling to get away from Star Wars here, but yeah, that's it's, the reason
0: the Forbidden Episode is forbidden.
1: Yeah, it's such a convoluted mess. <laughs> Much like those. Yeah. Least. Anyways, I, I think we've we've kind of covered this in in a large amount, and you know, I think in the future we'll probably dig into specific pieces and talk about them. I mean. Maybe after when well, we see the Schneider cut kind of uh, Justice League movie, we'll be yeah. able to talk a bit more about it. I I will say on that one, I think it's very it's pretty easy to fix a movie after everybody said it and said it sucked. And I'm I'm wondering if we're ever gonna see the actual true Snyder cut or just now he knows what went wrong because of what um God, his name escapes me. Joss Whedon did.
0: Eh, if that were the case, then the ninth Star Wars movie would have been a much better one. You can definitely hear what people are saying and mistake like exactly why. Yeah. Or who you're listening to, even. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all the time we have today for,
1: for this topic. I think we beat it into the ground. Um, if you'd like to contact either of us, you can send us an email to wrongcast at gmail.com. If you know how to spell your, then you're welcome to it. For now I'm Matt and I'm Luciano. and um, you know we're here to tell you that you can always have your opinion. Uh, could be right, could be wrong. feel free to tell all your friends but just know you're definitely gonna be wrong no matter what. We'll see you next time.